0: We'll sing to y'all. All All right? Okay. If you have your Bibles here, turn to Colossians chapter 1 this morning. I want to preach a message on can you give thanks. Now after our uh, lunch here today, we come back into here. Uh, I'm going to give opportunity for anyone and everyone who would like to give thanks maybe for something in your life or what's taking place in your life or some things that you want to give thanks for. So be thinking about that. And uh, as we come together after lunch, we can express ourselves in the way of thankfulness. We find in Colossians chapter 1, there in verse 12 and verse 13, as we stand to our feet here this morning in honor of God's Word, and there's, there's a giving thanks that's expressed here this morning, and, and uh, we want to... Get into what is being thanked for here. Paul was given to the church of Colossae and he's saying, giving thanks unto the Father. And this morning we want to think about this for just a moment in the time and the period of thankfulness. We read in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Amen. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we are so thankful today, Lord, for giving us a a house to come to worship in. And then, Lord, as you have brought folks here today, we are thankful for them as well. We pray now, Lord, as we think about what the Bible has to say concerning being giving thanks unto the Father, what would we give the Father thanks for? And God, we pray today, God, that you'd help us to understand it clearly. I pray if there's anyone in this room who can't give thanks this morning, God, before that day is out, may they be able to do so. God, lead and guide the service. I pray, Lord, you give us the help to preach. Anoint us with your spirit. Guard us with your hand, dear God. Have your way within our hearts. God, save today. Help today. Revive. Do that work which only you can do. We give you praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. amen. And amen. You may be seated. So the word giving thanks this morning, the meaning of that would be to express gratitude. So when you give thanks this morning, you're expressing a gratitude. So there is a, there is a, there is a something, there is a thing in which that you can say they're expressing a gratitude. Like a lot of times somebody might give something to you, you might give them a card, and so you give that card, and in that card it says thank you, but that's an expression of gratitude. That word also means to say gratitude, to say thank you verbally. And so now is an expression that comes forth, but there's a, a saying, there's a verbal thank you, And then the third word, the third meaning of that giving thanks means to feel gratitude. And so we see three things according to giving thanks. We see something that's an expression. We see something that's spoken. And we also see something that's inward or that's feeling. I feel thankful or I feel gratitude. You may not say it, you may not express it, but it's here. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what's taken place. And so either one of those or either three of those that this morning that we could say that it would be the definition of giving thanks. We find that it is an inward knowledge. And so thanks or giving thanks is some inward knowledge that you would have. It's something that is stirring. It's something that is moving. It's something that's within you. It's something that is drawing you, something that is taking you. Uh, There's a thankfulness. There's There's a gratitude within you. So it's an inward knowledge that, you know what, I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for the food. I'm grateful. And it's within me. But not only is it an inward knowledge, but it is an outward, uh, very revealing. Usually, in most of the times, I wouldn't say all the time, but I would say most of the time, if there is an inward knowledge of this gratitude, there is usually an outward revealing of that gratitude. Not always, I mean not every time there's something that somebody does for you or something says to you or promotes you or, or maybe makes you feel good. Every single time you say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean you seem kind of like a robot. But I'm just saying that there's an inward knowledge of giving thanks but there's an outward revealing of giving thanks. And so can I say this morning that to be thankful is Christian. To be thankful is Christian. You say, well, isn't there people in the world that are thankful that are not Christian? Absolutely. Absolutely. But to be Christian is thankful. We find in chapter 1 in verse 12 it says, Giving thanks unto the Father. We notice in chapter 2 in verse 7, Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Christian. You're not going to be Christian. You have to be Christian in verse 7. Because verse 6 says, As you therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him. And so there's going to be Christian there. So there's thanksgiving. Look at chapter 3 and verse 15. We find the Bible says, Again, it's Christian. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Amen. We're talking about Christian there. Look in, look in verse 17. And whatsoever you do, do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So giving thanks is Christian. Look in chapter 4 and verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So in every chapter of of Colossians, we find the word thanksgiving, thanks, thankful. And so it's just today we could say with honesty, we could say with truth today, that the church of Colossae is getting a message from Paul saying that Christian is thankfulness. And so this morning, I guess the question is, is can you give thanks can you give thanks this morning unto the Father? Can you do that? We will find out. We also notice that to be thankful is Christian, but to be unthankful is unchristian. Amen? Amen. That's just the way that it is. You say, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, in Luke chapter 17, if you remember, there was ten lepers. And the Lord healed. One leper gave praise and brought thanks unto, the, unto Jesus, Jesus said, where are the other nine? Right. And so we find uh, that the other nine that didn't give thanks were not healed. We find in Romans chapter 1, and in verse verse, verse 2, or verse, uh, Romans chapter 1, we find that the Bible says in verse 21 uh, uh, talking about the time talking about the unrighteousness and ungodliness of the world of that day and we talked about uh, how God gave them over and how God spoke to them concerning how they were adulterers and they were were men and women uh, of that day who were just wicked and ungodly the Bible says that the wrath of God shall be revealed unto them who are ungodly and unrighteous he Said this about them. He said they were unthankful. That's what it says. If you go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, don't turn there, but 2 Timothy chapter 3 and in verse 2. The Bible describes in the last days of what it will be as perilous times. It brings a tremendous amount of description about those people of those days and the last days that were lost. They were ungodly, they were unrighteous. And one of the things that they were, they were unthankful. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2. And so we could say this morning uh, that it's very clear and very plain that thankfulness is Christian. And unthankfulness is unchristian. So don't think this morning that you have the privilege of being unthankful as a Christian and being thankful as an unchristian. We find them to be separated very clearly. There are many things this morning and many people this morning that we can give thanks to, right? I mean, we can be thankful for each other. We can be thankful for the things we have. We can be thankful for all those things. But there's one this morning that you must give thanks to if you can. I don't know if you can. If you can, and that is to the Father. And not for just the Father of all the things that He has given you, all the things that He has done but for three things I see in verse 12. The first thing, hath made us meet. Yes, amen. Are you thankful for that? Number two, in verse 13 he says, hath delivered us. Amen. Are you thankful for that? The third thing I notice, he hath translated us. In verse 13 as well. So hath made us meet, hath delivered us, and hath translated us. That's what the Father has done. And Paul's saying he's giving thanks unto the Father for those three certain specific things. My message this morning is this. Is can you give thanks to the Father? Not for the clothes you're wearing and not for the house you're living in and not for the job you've got and not for the family you received and not for all the other things because all the even a sinner or a lost world can give thanks for all of that. But can you give thanks for these three things? Number one, He has made you meet. Number two, He has delivered you. And number three, He has translated you. Can we say with an honest heart, as God looks from heaven, on the day that we celebrate Thanksgiving, can we say, thank you, Lord, for making me meet. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me. And thank you, Lord, for translating me. Is that something this morning you can say thankfulness to the Father is? If you can't, we desire that you will before the day is out. Just to be thankful in general this morning is good. But to be thankful for this is salvation yes, amen. and eternal life. Hallelujah. Just because you're thanking God for the food you're about to eat, don't mean it's salvation. But when you start thanking God for Him making you meat and delivering you and translating you, that's eternal life. Right. I'm just saying this morning. There is something that we are to concentrate on on what we're giving God thanks for, and I pray it's for these. Let me start here this morning. By saying this, thank you, Father, for making me fit. Thank you, Father, for making me fit. Can you say, thank you, Lord, for making me fit? Is that something that you can say this morning with honesty with God as you are very clear with him that you have been made fit? Let's look at what all that means. I want you to notice number one, Uh, heaven's inhabitants we notice in verse 12 it says giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light we notice there is an inheritance in which he's speaking of that you must be fit for and heaven is that inheritance this morning and that heaven we're speaking of is who are the inhabitants of heaven So he's saying to them, he's saying, partakers, meet, that word meet means fit, the inheritance of the saints. And so we got to look at who is in heaven. I mean, who is dwelling in heaven right now? And who will dwell in heaven tomorrow and for all of eternity? Who is it? Who are heaven's inhabitants? Well, they are those that are fit of the inheritance, heaven, of the saints in light. And so any of us in this room this morning, if we have any idea to go to heaven or want to go to heaven, we've got to become heaven's inhabitants. Yes. And, friend, there's only one way to get there, according to this verse, is getting meat, Amen. is being fit, so that we can be partakers of the inheritance of the, of the saints. And so we see what are they. Well, who are the ones that are in heaven? Well, the word saints there, it means people who are holy people who are holy, that word saint means holy. We're not talking about what the Catholic Church has declared. We're not talking about what the Baptist Church has designed. I'm not talking about what you might think. Uh, You might say, you know what, I'm not a saint. You ever hear that before? Many people say that all the time. I'm not a saint. Well, you're not understanding what a saint is. If you're not a saint, you're not in heaven. You're not going to heaven. So don't go around telling everybody you're not a saint. Everybody? Amen. Heaven's inhabitants is a saint. Yes. So stop telling everybody you're not a saint. Somehow, some way we get kind of we kind of get glory by that, or we get feel good about that by going and telling everybody, you know what, we're not holy. But only people going to heaven are holy. Uh-huh. Right. Right. You got to get it together. Either you're holy or you're not. If you're not holy, you're not going to heaven. If you're holy, you're going to heaven. So I say to you this morning, uh, there's some great confusion, isn't it? It seems like this morning that that, I don't know what the confusion is about, but we see that it is. That word saint there means set apart for God. So today, if you're a saint of God, and that means you have been born of God. That means the Spirit of God indwells in you. And that means today that you are saint, you're holy, you've been separated from God, for God from the world today. Aren't you glad that you are? Amen. We find that the inhabitants of, of heaven today are pure and they are clean. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches of what the word saint means. Pure, clean, clean. Holy, separated, sanctified. And I say to you, the Bible says that it was the Father that has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And I say to you, thank you, Father, that I can be a saint. Amen? Not that I was born a saint. Not that I I have earned to be a saint, or I deserved to be a saint, or I traded to be a saint, or something that I done physically to be a saint. No, it's Him that made me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. We find that in Ephesians. Here, quickly, with go with me quickly, because I want you to see this. Uh, the Bible is very clear about. The uh, very ones that are saints. Look in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints, which are in Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ. So who are the saints? They're the faithful in Christ. Well, who are the faithful in Christ? The church. Yeah, that's right. The church. We find in chapter 2 and verse 19. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According, I'm sorry, chapter 2 and verse 19. The Bible says, now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about the the church this morning. That's the saints. We find in Philippians chapter 1. Turn there with me. Philippians chapter 1, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus. And if anyone's in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Amen? And all things are passed away, behold, all things become new. So faithful in Christ, in Christ Jesus, your saints. Amen. We see this morning as well, look at chapter 4 and verse 21 of Philippians. He says, salute every saint in Christ Jesus. I mean, we can just go on and on and on. Look in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. Man, that's a saint right there. That's one that's in Christ, faithful in Christ. Look in chapter uh, chapter 1, look in verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints. That's to all the saints that are the church that are faithful in Christ. Look in verse 12. It says, Inheritance of the saints. Look in verse 26. It says, Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. That's the body of Christ. That's the church. That's the faithful. That's the born again. Chapter 3 and verse 12. The Bible says, put on therefore as the elect of God. Holy. That word holy is saints. It's the same word. Holy. And so we find that when we get saved and born again, uh, that we become the church of God. But you become a saint. We thank God for that. Revelation chapter 14. Turn there with me this morning. I want you to notice even in heaven it's recognized as a saint. Chapter 14 and verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. That's in heaven, amen. That's how they're identified, saints. Why? Because they're obedient and they're faithful to Jesus. Look at chapter 15 and verse 3. The Bible says, and they sang, or they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways. Look at this, thou King of saints. I'm just saying this morning, can you say, is it true this morning that you're a saint? Is it so? I hope that it is. It's safe and true to say this morning that the, the heaven's inhabitants are the receivers of Christ, the followers of Christ, the worshipers of Christ, which are the saints. So the inha- heaven's inhabitants are saints. They're not Baptist. They're not Methodist. They're not Church of Christ. They're not of any of those. They're saints. That's the inhabitants of heaven, not Muslim. Not Hindu, not Buddha, but saints. Faithful in Christ Jesus. So we find the inhabitants. Number two, I want you to know not heaven's inhabitants, but heaven's participants. Verse 12, now we know of what, who is in heaven, but who gets to participate in heaven? Who does that? Who, are, who gets there? I mean, we know that there are going to be saints in heaven, but how do you get to become partaker of that? We find the participants, the partakers of the inheritance, those who share heaven, those who will participate in heaven, those who are, have a portion of heaven. So you're saying, Brother Larry, that not everybody's born is going to heaven. That's exactly what I'm saying. Not everybody's going to share heaven. Not everybody's going to be partaker of heaven or participate in heaven. Only saints. Saints. So we have heaven's inhabitants. We have heaven's participants. But I want you to know heaven's fabricants. Who made them? I mean, we understand who's there. We understand they get to participate in heaven. But who fabricated them? Well, in verse 12 the Bible says giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet. That's who did. And so we find in this very thought of who made us meet. In other words, that word meet means qualified. Who made you qualified? See, we're unqualified to go to heaven. Once we come out of mother's womb, once we live our lives, once we get married and have children, and once we start doing our thing and moving in our lives and having all that we have and do all that we have, uh, we're unqualified. All right, right. You can't get to heaven. No. You can't be a partaker and you can't be an inhabitant, amen, because you're not qualified. That word meat means also means that you're unfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're unfit. And so if I'm that it means to make us fit. Mm-hmm. And so it's the Father that, as he looks upon us, who is unfit for heaven. But it was him that made us fit. Yes. Amen. I'll tell you something else that the word meat means. It means that you and I that are not only unqualified and unfit, but you and I are insufficient. Right. That word there, meat, means sufficient. So when the Father has made us meet, He has made us sufficient. He has made us qualified and He made us fit so that we can be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. friend. I'm just saying this morning, none of us deserve heaven, and none of us are going to heaven, and none of us can make it to heaven, and none of us can do anything to get to heaven, but we have to be fit and qualified and sufficient to get there. And it don't matter who you are. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter where you've been. It don't matter what you believe. It don't matter how you've done it. It just matters, have you been made fit? Yes. Have you been made sufficient? Have you been made qualified? Have you been made worthy? Because you were unworthy. That word fit, or that word meet means worthy. He's made us worthy. Now can you imagine you and I going to heaven and we're getting there, and there's no sin there, there's no devil there, there's no evil there, there's no crime there, there's no complaining there, there's no griping there, there's nothing at all there that we would consider to be evil or wrong or hurtful or painful, and we're going to a place that's called perfect, amen. And all that are there are perfect. And and how can the world can I show up in a perfect place? I feel like I would be like a like a ball in a square peg, amen. I mean it just don't fit and I don't fit and neither do you fit oh but I can look at you in the heaven and say unto the Father thank you Father that you made me fit qualified you brought me to the place where I become worthy to be part partake of the inheritance of the saints I'm telling you this morning can you say can you say this morning thank you Father for making me fit. If you can't say that this morning, then you're not going. You can't say, Father, thank you for taking me to be a sinner to a saint. Thank you for making me, taking me from unholy to holy. Thank you for taking me from unpure to pure. Thank you for taking me unjust to just. Thank you for taking me from evil to good. Thank you Father. I would like to just stop for a moment and say this with me if you can. I thank you Father, I thank you, Father. for making me fit, fit. unto heaven. heaven. If you can say that and say that with all your heart this morning, you will to be thankful and shouting about it. Amen. Amen. That God has done something. The Father has made me fit. Amen. That kind of removes any works from us, don't it? It kind of removes anything that you and I can even establish or do or think or wish we could do when it's just the Father that's making us meet. Praise the holy name of our God. Amen. Number two, I want you to notice here, thank you, Father, for making me free. Amen. Thank you, Father, for making me free. Hallelujah. Next part of that scripture says in verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for making me free. What does that mean, though? Well, it means this morning if we kind of take a look at darkness. Darkness this morning is man's original state. When you come forth out of your mother, you was born in iniquity. The Bible says in Psalms 51.5 that she conceived you in sin. You were done in darkness, amen. And you came out from your mother's womb in darkness and you loved darkness rather than light because your deeds were evil. And when you come forth into the world, you come to a dark world. And all that's around you is darkness. And everything about you is of darkness. All the people around you and all the things about it is in darkness. Amen. And so the original state of every one of us out of our mother's womb was darkness. We were the child of darkness. We lived in darkness. We was with darkness. We're about darkness. And darkness is our world. We find not only the original state of darkness but we find that darkness is man's operating place. Darkness is where man finds pleasure Uh, Darkness is where man finds entertainment. Darkness is where man finds uh, a a very support. Uh, Darkness is where men uh, find a... A, a, a attraction or they might find a connection and darkness friend is where many many people find themselves in operating for example uh, they don't have the, the agape love uh, for God uh, they've got a phileo love uh, they've got even a erotic love and, and we find that throughout the world today that this word love here of erotic would mean some sexual romantic kind of love but phileo love is a family. Family love, a father for a child, a child for a mother, amen? And we find today that these kind of things are only in darkness. Right. That's right. Not agape love, but those two loves. Mm-hmm. We find that that's our operating place. Wow. That's our comfortable place. Mm-hmm. Darkness. That's where we feel more at ease. We can let our hair down, oh, we can just act as we are. In being like we all are. You know what I'm saying? That's darkness. Uh, You're not going to do that in the light. You're going to do that in the darkness. And so we find that darkness is man's original state. We find that darkness is man's uh, very operating state or place. We find that darkness is man's outcome because in darkness is sin, in darkness is suffering, in darkness is death, in darkness is evil. In darkness, Fred, it's wicked. You might even know these by the terms of the dark web. Right? You might even know the terms of, of they went dark or they're dark or on the dark, uh, on the dark uh, uh, internet and things like that. Anything and everything that's going to be of a wickedness, of an evil, of devilish, demonic, satanic, it's going to be Dark. Dark. And so the Bible says to us, the Father hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Thank you, Father. Thank you. That's a look at darkness. But I want you to notice the leader of darkness. Because I want you to see something here this morning. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. It doesn't say that he's delivered us from darkness. But he's delivered us from the power of darkness. Of darkness this is different because see the power of darkness is Satan Satan the word power there's authority he's the authority of darkness that word the, that word power there it means jurisdiction and Satan is the jurisdiction of darkness we find that that word power means master or mastery and he's the master or the mastery of darkness Whenever you and I find ourselves in darkness, you just know uh, that there's the power of darkness there. And that is Satan himself. Amen? And so I'm just saying this morning uh, that you and I that are here and saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb and became the children of light who follow the light of the truth, amen, because Jesus is the light that we have found ourselves being delivered from the authority and jurisdiction and the mastery, which is Satan, the devil this morning, Lucifer himself, and that, that authority he has been delivered from. Because we still have darkness today. We still have sin, suffering, and death. Right? All of us go through those things. All of us find ourselves in the darkness of the day, the darkness of the night. We find ourselves in darkness at work. We find darkness at church. We find darkness at home. We find darkness everywhere we go. But one thing that we can say this morning, if we can say to the Father, Father, thank you for making me free, I could say that I have been delivered from the power. Of darkness. (laughs) Woo! Take that smutty face. Take that old devil. You rotten, sorry, no good, low down. I hate the devil. I wish you would hate the devil. The Bible says in Acts chapter twenty-six, at verse eighteen, this is what Jesus said to Paul. He says to open their eyes, to turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me, the leader of darkness, you and I have been delivered from. Thank you, Father, for making me free free from what free from sin no free from suffering no free from death no free from evil or wicked free from the power free free from him free from satan himself thank you oh can i talk here not only the the look at darkness and the leader of darkness but i want you to notice the less of darkness The Bible says he delivered us from. For the saints, darkness is sin and suffering and death. We understand that. But we have been been delivered from uh, the power of darkness, which means now that Satan is powerless. Satan is powerless with us who have been delivered. Right? Right? I mean, Satan can't fill you. Satan can't possess you. Satan can't, you can't say this and be a Christian, the devil made me do it. You can't say that. Now if you're not a Christian, you're not saved this morning, everything you do is the devil makes you do it because you're the child of the devil. Right, so everything and anything is completely backed and motivated and empowered and engaged by the devil, your father. But us that are delivered, amen, from the power of darkness, we can honestly say this morning, Satan! Satan! You have no power That's right. over me. Amen. You have no power in me. You've got no power about me. Anything and everything that you might be able to do to me, it's because my Father has allowed you to do that. And if He's allowed you to do that, it was for my good and for His glory. Amen. And whatever the God that I serve allows the devil to do whatever he does in my life or around my life, I can rest assured this morning that I have been delivered from Him. And it was God that gave him the joy or gave him the privilege to do whatever he wants to do. And if God chose that, I'm okay with it, aren't you? It may hurt. It may bring division. Yeah. It may bring death. Right. It may bring me losing my whole family. It may bring me losing my whole income. It may me losing my all that I have. And Job found that out. Amen. And I could say to you this morning that if God would allow him uh, to do such a thing this morning, I would say hallelujah, glory to God. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. Amen. Thank you. Tell you something else that we've been delivered from, knowing the power that Satan is powerless, but Satan is useless. It, it, does Satan have a purpose in your life? No, he's useless. Th- does Satan have something today that can help you get something in your life? It can, can Satan do something that benefits you? Can Satan do something today that brings you to be a better person? Can I say to you, Satan? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're useless. Right, amen. You're useless in my life. Uh-huh. You're useless in this church. Right. You're useless amongst every born-again Christian. Glory amen. You're powerless and you're useless. Do you believe that? Amen. Well, I hope this morning you can say, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can I say number three about Satan? Is Satan is mindless. In other words, tonight or today, if we have been and experienced this, verse 13, and that is, and he has delivered us from the power of darkness, then that Satan ought to be mindless to us. Why do we think about Satan? Mm. Why does Satan even enter your mind? Mm. Why does Satan's word even... Proclaim out your mouth. Why does Satan have any ounce or every, any minute or second of your thought? Why? We've been delivered from him. Glory to God. We've got no reason to talk of him. Nah. We've got no reason to think of him. Nah. We've got no reason to even imagine him. We've got no reason this morning to even consider him. Nah. It would be good for the rest of our lives to never mention His name. He's powerless. He's useless. And we're mindless. You know what we've been? We've been delivered. Now I wonder this morning, on my second point, I only got three. I know the turkey and the ham's waiting. Can you say this morning, with honesty, as God our Father is looking down, can we say, Thank you, Father, for making me free. Let's say it then, if you can, in honesty with God, as God is searching your heart and seeking your heart. Have you been delivered from the power of darkness? And you would say something like this. You say it with me. Thank you, Father, for making me free. Thank you, Father, for making me fit. Number three. Well, if there's somebody in this room who can't say that, I'd sure love to to show you how to get there. He delivered me from the power of sin, from the power of death, from the power of the world, from the power of people, and the power of Satan. Thank you. Number three. Thank you, Father, for making me family. Thank you, Father, for making me family. Look at that last portion of verse 13. And... Had translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Amen. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Father. Once you made me fit, and once you made me free, you made me family. Ain't that good? I mean, I'm telling you, we are to be, we are to be boasting out, and we are to be breaking out to the thankfulness and gratitude of God. Thank you, Father. I want you to notice about the kingdom of the family. The Bible says that we have been translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And so there's a kingdom of the family. That word word there in the word kingdom, it means a rule or a reign or a realm. Uh, We could put it like this. Royalty. Royalty. So, when you get fit for heaven and you get free from the power of darkness, you become family because within the kingdom there is a family, and that family's royalty. Amen. Royalty. Listen, friend, we need to get up and not walk like a pauper. Right. We got to stop living ourselves as if we're some bum on the street we gotta act, We got to stop acting as if we're some poor, pitiful person that don't have anything. We don't have nothing to look forward to. We are the sad sack of the world. May I tell you, everything I touch falls to pieces. I've got no hope of the day. I certainly ain't got no assurance of tomorrow. Man, get out of here. Now you've been translated to the kingdom of the dear Son of God. You now are royalty. Now you are you are somebody. Can I say we're somebody today? Walk with your heads up. Walk with your chest out. Walk with some seriousness. Walk with some strength. Have a smile on your face and joy in your heart and a pep in your step. Get up and get out into the world that's wicked and sinful tonight and let you know that the devil, friend, you've been delivered from and you've been made and fit for heaven today and I can live out there as royalty. I don't need welfare of nobody. I don't need no handouts from anybody. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need a card in the mail. I don't need a text. I don't need Facebook. I don't need social media. I don't need you to come hug me. I don't need you to come kiss me. All I know is I'm royalty. Hallelujah. Is that right?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Royalty. I know when you're watching TV, and you see all those people like Saudi Arabia, they're wearing sheets. You seen that? Yeah. And they got these little round deals on their head. Yeah. I don't. They look like uh, I don't know what they. I don't know what they are, man. It looks like some kind of rubber or maybe maybe wood or something. That kind of two of them sit on top of them. Uh-huh. And they say that's the prince of Saudi. i said that ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. I said I really said this puke on that. I'm royalty. Yes.
1: Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the devil can't do anything to me right. except of the kingdom. Say, so let him do it. Uh-huh. The world today can't affect me in any way. No, sir. Man, I'll, I I'll never go hungry unless he wants me to go hungry. I never go naked unless he wants me to go naked. I never be unhoused unless he wants me to be unhoused. Right. I mean, my day today has woke up and God's gave me the breath. He's gave me the strength. He's gave me the ability. He's gave me the skill and the capabilities and the job I got and the house I got and the car I got and the shoes I got and the suit I'm wearing and the food that I'm about to eat. Oh, He's provided everything. I'm a royalty. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. I feel sorry for some of you. You're still in the streets, man. You're still out in the gutter. You're still out there trying to find identity. You ever hear those people say, I'm trying to find myself? Yeah. <laughs> You're still trying to find yourself. There's a whole slew of people here this morning and they're saying this, thank you, Father, for making me friendly Hallelujah. for I'm royalty. Amen. Yeah, won't you come join us? Sure. I'm telling you, I mean, I just want to shout so bad right now. <laughs> if I could run, if my knee didn't hurt, my hip didn't hurt, my ankle didn't hurt. Man, I don't know. I'd probably just run right through that wall one time. One time I tell you this, and I, that's off subject and everything. I don't know why I'm even telling you this, but, but uh, and I know everybody's getting hungry. But I got to tell you anyway, I was at Parkwood Baptist Church, and it was, a, it was a night, it was a church, and across the street there was a fire in an apartment complex. And, we're, and it's right across the street from the church. We got out of church, and we're hearing people yelling and screaming. And my first instinct, and I don't know why I did this, I could have got really hurt. My first instinct was to get over there and to help somebody. And so as soon as I heard that cry and that screaming, there's a several other men there. Now I'm telling you, I was young back then. I was real young, but I was in shape back then. I took off. You had to run across 525. I took off as fast as I could, and there was a wooden fence there. It was a cedar fence, an eight-foot cedar fence. I went through there, and I went right through that fence. Oh, wow. Boom. Right through it. God just helped me because it wasn't a 4x4 right there. <laughs> right? I mean, every six foot or every four foot, there's a 4 by 4 I knew that, but in my mind it was, i got to get over there and help somebody. And I ran right through that fence. I forgot all about that another day. Mike mentioned that. He's telling people in our work. He said, "Yo, Larry, man, he just runs right through the fence. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I, I, I feel so spiritually, spiritually excited this morning I feel like running through that wall. But I'm just telling you, I'm more than 16 inches wide. <laughs> I promise you I hit a stud today. Oh, can I say here this morning? The kingdom of the family. But I want you to notice there's the king of the family. The Bible says uh, of his dear son. He didn't say his son. He said his dear son. And let me tell you something this morning. If you don't have the same feeling about Jesus than God does, then you got the wrong feeling. Uh If Jesus this morning is not dear to you, Then you don't know Jesus. And the father said, that's my dear son. Not a son, the son, only son, nice son, the one beloved son, the one I favor son. He said, my dear son. And he's the king of the family. I hope this morning that your heart is so overwhelmed of Jesus that he'd be dear to you. Dear. Is Jesus dear to you? He's the king of the family. Yes, well, if there's anybody you want to get close to. hey, hey Right? Yeah. I mean, we do this all the time at work. We got a boss come in. And the boss, we go talk to the boss. And, and we know the closer we get to the boss, maybe a little better off we get, right? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all do that, you know. The kids, they go to the teacher, they bring an apple. You ever been brought an apple, Brother George? Not yet. Not yet? They bring, them. they bring a teacher something, right? During Christmas time, they're going to bring you something. <laughs> and you know what? When they bring them something, the teacher knows who brought something. Uh, now, I know he'll say, no, nah, I don't ever show any favoritism. No, nah, uh, that old guy didn't bring me nothing. He ain't never. Brought, but that little sweet girl brought me something here. And you're going to go to her and say a kind word. you just say no kind word to the other guy. Because <laughs> he didn't bring you nothing. I'm just saying, in humanity, in the way we live, things that we can look at, who people who are in charge, people who have authority, have people that we could say that has power today, we kind of want to rub shoulders with them. Sure. Is that right? That's right. If you say no today, then there's something mentally wrong. <laughs> can I just say to you then, if you're in the family, it might do you some good to rub up some shoulders that old son. Get a little close to him. I mean, get like John did and just lay your head down on his bosom. So you hear the heartbeat of God. Man, wouldn't it be good today that all of us would just decide in the family that we're in that we're just going to find Jesus and we're just going to get close to Him. We're going to get snugged up to Him. We're going to kiss Him on the cheek. We're going to hug His neck. We're going to just say, we want to hold you and wrap around our arms around Him and just say, oh, Jesus. He'd do you some good like that. Maybe cry a tear. Maybe slobber a little bit. Maybe stutter some. I'm just saying, won't you give him something? Amen? Most times Jesus is way out yonder and he never gets any love. And he's the king. Uh He never gets any appreciation. was the last time he told him that? I appreciate you, Jesus. I mean, it seemed like the king. Of the family, you and I that are of the family, we might want to change a little bit, get a little closer to him. Now the Catholic Church says you get a little closer to Mary because Mary's close to him. Right. you might get something happening, but the Catholic Church again is wrong on every way.
1: That's right.
0: The word of God is very true, and he's the dear darling son of God, and if you're going to get anything from anybody, you've got to go to Jesus. amen? amen. amen. And even Mary, by the way, she's not a virgin no more. We find Jesus today is the king of the saints. Is that right? right. We read that in Revelation a while ago. Uh-huh. He's the king of righteousness. Yes. Anything righteous, he's the king of. Uh-huh. He is the king of kings. Glory to God. Amen. Can I say thirdly? I want you to notice not only the kingdom of the family and the king of the family, but I want you to notice the kids of the family. Yes, yes, we're kids. You're saved this morning, you're a kid. You're a kid of the family. Three things and i close. Number one, the kids of the family have been transferred from the kingdom of man to the kingdom of his dear son. When you got saved and born again, and when Jesus indwelt, and Jesus His Spirit indwelt in you, and you became anew and afresh, what happened to you is that you were transferred from the kingdom of man to the kingdom of God. Now we got to get truth in here, because if you think you're saved and you continue to live in habitual sin, you're not saved. You're still in the kingdom of man. If you think that when you got saved, that you can come to church when you want to, and read your Bible when you want to, and you can give tithes when you want to, and you can pray when you want to, and you can do whatever you want to, you can partake of any substance you want to. You can go any places you want to. You can watch any TV you want to. You can listen to any music you want to. If you want to wear any kind of clothing you want to. It's whatever you want to do, friend. You are mistaken this morning. You're still in the kingdom of man and never been transferred. That means you have been taken from one place and taken to another place. And now you're in the kingdom of God. Thank God he's made me family. I've been transferred. Anybody ever been transferred before? One place to another place? Well, since you have, Brother Charlie, are you still in that same place that you've been transferred from? Oh, okay. How in the world do you think today that you're a Christian, you're still in the kingdom of man, but you say you're in the kingdom of God? Just don't work. Number two, The kids of the kingdom are transferred. The kids of the kingdom have been transported from the ruler of this earth to the ruler of this world. When you came in, you were the children of the devil. He ruled and reigned over your life. But you and I that have been translated, which means transferred and transported, that now we have been transported from the ruler of the earth to the ruler of the world. Amen. And now he's the ruler, yes. not smutty face, not you, not man, not money, him. Amen. The kids of the family been transported, been transferred, And then lastly, has been transposed from lost, headed to hell, to saved, headed to heaven. Transposed. It's made different. Been changed. That's what it means. The kids of the family, transposed from headed one direction, now we're headed another direction. Brother Charles read it this morning. Put off. Put off. I was lost, headed for hell, but I've been translated, which means transposed, and now I'm to take, take it off, put it off. And what I put off, I put off everything that I was as one headed to hell, and now I put on everything headed to heaven. Amen. Transposed. Translated. Transported. Transferred the kids of the kingdom. Safe, secure, and satisfied. Living the greatest life ever. Fit, free, family. (laughs) I didn't do any of it. The Father did all of it. Can I say for one last time this morning, can you say or can you give thanks this morning by saying out loud with me thank you Father for making me family thank you Father for making me free thank you Father for making me fit can you say that this morning and if you can let's just give him thanks Stand our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I tried to do my best this morning to explain that scripture. Thank you, Lord, for making me a child of God, the kid of the kingdom, the heir of Jesus, the family of God. Thank you, Lord. This Thanksgiving even goes up into heaven. The Bible teaches it of. I would thank this morning that there's a scripture there, in this, and I'm going to read it to you before we sing. Chapter 13, verse 15 says this By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. May we offer that this morning. May we offer that on our face before God, bowed in homage to the king of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for making me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Anybody want to bring thanks to him today, you come. You sing, Brother George. You come. You come. You can do it standing. I would rather do it bowing. Give him thanks. If you can say that this morning. Thank you for making me fit, making me free, and making me family. We're told to give the offering this morning of sacrifice. We're told to do it continually. And we're told to do it with our lips. And we're told to do it to praise His name. This ain't something done silently and privately. It's done publicly. It's done. How about you this morning? Do you know that you know that you know if you die you'd go to heaven? Are you 100% sure? If you're not, please get with me before the day's out. And I want to give the privilege of introducing to you Jesus. Please. Thank you, Lord. Give you thanks this morning. Thank you. some have come, would you come? Would you come? Thank you for making me fit. Thank you for making me free. Thank you for making me family. I live for you, Lord. I surrender my life to you. I obey. I surrender and submit. Forever will my lips praise you. Forever will my mind and my heart worship you. Forever, Lord. Lord Jesus, I'll never forsake you nor leave you. Lord, I live for you and I live with you. Lord, I love you. I will love you. I'll not ever give in and give up on Jesus. Never. Can you say these things? Is these your heart, wonderful, wonderful Savior is our Lord. Blessed be his name. Anybody else? There's more room, more room for you if you need to come. Maybe you come get saved this morning. Maybe you come get right with God. Maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe today you're just about ready to quit. You need encouragement. Come, I'll pray with you. Whatever you need, you come. You come. Let me pray. Pray for these at the altar, those who came off the altar, those who are standing here. Let's just pray this morning. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Boy, it's such an honor to be in your house today. It sure was good to to read the Word of God and to see what my Father hath done. And Lord, I'm so glad this morning that I didn't have anything to do with any of it. That I can say with a pure heart, thank you. Lord, I know today, dear God, that you love us because you sent your Son. And I know that Jesus loves us because He gave His life. And I know today, Lord, that we love You, God, because we gave You our life. I thank You today, God, for what You've done in my heart. You've encouraged me. You give me help this morning, Lord, that I may live another hundred years for Jesus. I thank You, God, for what You've done in the way of the Scripture that you have given us a Bible that we can look at and read. And, God, we can draw truths from the Scripture of why we are who we are. And we give thanks to the Father, thanks to the Son, thanks to the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks today, God, for what you have done for our hearts spiritually. And because of what we've been done in our hearts spiritually, we sure have reaped benefits physically, financially, mentally, and emotionally. Because of what we have done with Jesus, we find our lives more enriched. We find our lives in a place of joy. God, we've got hope of tomorrow, of eternal life. Lord, we just know that you're in charge, and Lord, in our lives today, we don't have to fret. We don't have to fear man. We don't have to fear the world and its conditions. We don't have to fear hell. God in this evil, we have to fear God. Thank you, Lord. I can't say enough, and so many times, thank you. Thank you one more time, Lord, for making us fit, making us free and making us family. In Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. Amen. God bless you, church. We say, Gabby? Chimero não te
1: Thanks to God for my Redeemer, thanks for all.